Welcome to the show from the The MD MD and Chef Chef Team. Team. I'm Dr. Isabel, medical doctor here at the MD and Chef Team. And who are you? And I'm Chef Michael, culinary nutrition expert. I'm the chef part of the team. And what are we going to talk about, babe? Now, I can say that because he's my husband. (laughs) Yes. Well, then, we'll be talking about marriage, relationships, parenting, intimacy. We'll talk about mindsets of success, overcoming depression, anxiety. I'll be getting into functional nutrition, recipes and tips from the kitchen. And we're going to both get into how to live a long, healthy, vibrant life. Yes, I love it. Our mission is to help you prevent and reverse disease and give you hope in the process. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. we like, like to have fun, fun too. <laughs> so let's, let's get, get on with the show. I am so glad you're here. Today we're going to talk about four self-care practices. You know, in functional medicine, the goal is to get the foundation right. Because when you get the foundation right, then you can build your house. Whereas conventional medicine just kind of sees a little crack in the wall and goes, hmm, we'll put this Band-Aid on there. Not so with functional medicine. We want to get the foundation right so that the house will stand. And that's the way the best health care is going to be. I see functional medicine as the way health care is going to be within the next 10 to 20 years. It's going to be commonplace. Now, I'd like for you to get a piece of paper and a pen. I'll go ahead and wait. Because I want you to write down the practices you feel that you need to have and pay more attention to. Because in this section, we're going to be talking about the four self-care practices so that you live a long, healthy life. I love teaching people how to become the CEO of their health. And this is one of the ways I do this when I go one-on-one with my clients. Okay. All right. So here we go. Research shows that people who take time to recharge and restore are more creative, happier, successful, and live a healthier life. Who doesn't want that? So I'm going to go ahead and have you identify areas in your life that you're doing really well in, and then those that could use more of your time and your attention, okay? All right. (laughs) I love doing this. All right. So let's talk about the first practice, physical well-being. I'm just going to go through a couple of things and you write down, hmm, yeah, I need to work on that. And areas that you feel like you're doing great, well, then you don't need to write it down, okay? So are you eating a whole foods-based diet rich in colorful fruits and vegetables? Or does your plate of food look like bland colors? The key is have those beautiful colors on your plate, okay? And are you drinking enough water? Everybody says to me, yes, I drink enough water, Dr. Isabel. And I'm like, really? Tell me how many, how many liters of water you drink. And the key is to drink, if you're in, I'm going to be doing liters now, okay? So if you're in the area of the world that does liters, then it's 30 mils per kg of weight. So if you're 70 kgs, that's 30 mils per day. That's 30 mils per kg. That's 2.1 liters of water a day. 
okay? And you just split that up into quarters. I always like to drink my first 500 mils of water in the morning because I've been sleeping and your body definitely needs the fluids, okay? And for exercise, are you exercising 20 minutes minimum every day? Look, I know people are in the house doing housework or you're taking care of your kids or you're running from here and from there, but I'm talking about exercising, moving your body, doing that hit, that high intensity interval training that burns fat even within even after 72 hours, up to 72 hours that is, and then doing resistance training so you're building muscle. Do that at least 20 minutes a day. And look, if you can't do that and you can go out and walk, then walk for 20 minutes and walk as if you're late for an appointment. Dr. Perlmalter says the number one vitamin, actually the number one supplement he recommends is a pair of walking shoes. So walk, walk, walk for 20 minutes a day, okay? It's walk, walk, walking time every single day. The next on the checklist is, do you wake up feeling refreshed from your sleep? If you do, fantastic. And if you don't, well, that might be an area that you need to work on a little bit more. And we've got some beautiful resources on Doctor on a Mission website to help you do just that. Are you sleeping at least seven hours per night? There's so many people that aren't sleeping the seven hours. They're like, no, I'm just used to getting five hours and that's just the way it is. And we now know that not getting good sleep can make us depressed, can increase our risk of getting diabetes, can increase our risk of getting Alzheimer's or dementia. So please make sure you are getting your seven hours of sleep. Are you taking time to relax every day? Are you napping? Even a 15, 20 minute nap is beautiful. It just allows your body to rest and say, okay, I'm taking care of myself. I deserve to take good, good care of myself. Are you doing that? And even if you're not napping, are you resting? Are you just stopping and doing nothing? Or maybe reading your favorite book, but just rest. I personally love to take from 2.30 to 3.30 completely off Monday through Friday because I have a very hectic day, very jam-packed. My goal is not to be busy. My goal is to be productive. People ask me, oh, are you busy, busy, busy? And I go, no, 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 I am being productive. And one of the ways that I'm able to do that is by resting between 2.30 and 3.30. Now that may not work for you. That might be, you might need a different time frame. But I just lay down, take a nap, and I usually am reading something to help me put get to sleep. Are you taking time to breathe deeply throughout the day? You know, most of us are in the sympathetic sympathetic nervous system highway, which is we're stressed. And when we do that, we breathe very shallowly. And that signifies to the body that you're in stress mode. So the following hormones pop up. Well, they're elevated. The first is cortisol. The next is adrenaline and the next is norepinephrine. So your body is in the fight mode. 
Make sure when you realize, oh, I'm going to pay attention to my breathing. Are you breathing deeply? For instance, I'll give you a little thing that I do. It's the four, 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 four. You breathe in through your nose, four counts. You hold four counts. Then you breathe out through your nose, four counts. And hold for four counts. Hey, even doing three to four of those slows me down. And you see what that does is it puts you in the parasympathetic nervous system highway. And that releases some beautiful hormones like dopamine, oxytocin, serotonin, and endorphins. And it reminds your body, oh, I'm not stressed. I'm in the relax and repair mode. So make sure you take time to breathe deeply throughout the day. And are you engaging in stress-reducing activities? And I am not talking about watching TV or screen time. I'm talking about stress-reducing activities. I don't know what it is for you. Writing, journaling, pottery, cooking, I don't know. Whatever it is, you know. That little voice inside of you, that little doctor voice inside of you, lets you know what are your stress-reducing activities. And are you spending time in nature? Michael and I love going to the beach, and we don't care how cold it is. We don't care how deep in winter it is. We don't care how cold those southerlies from the, from the Antarctic are here in New Zealand. We're, we're, walking, we're walking on the beach. We have our shoes off, and we are walking on the beach and getting those negative ions from Mother Nature into our body. And if you can't go to the beach, that's okay. Put your feet into some grass, but make sure you're barefoot. Do that. Get outside into nature. And if you can't go barefoot, that's okay. Just go out and listen to the birds and look up and look at the clouds. But be out in nature. And if you're in the city, I get that. I have done my time in the big city. And I know it's hard, but there are trees and there is sky and there are birds. So you can just go in and appreciate, go out there and appreciate it. The goal is most days you want to feel nourished, healthy, and strong. Do you? So that was the first practice. Let's look into the second practice. The big idea in the second practice is your mental and emotional and spiritual well-being. Do you make time to participate in things that you enjoy, like singing, dancing, baking, cooking, looking up a new recipe and going, oh, I'm going to do that, or reading? Are you reading something that's quiet? that's quieting your soul, not revving it up and making you scared? Are you reading things that are inspiring you? Are you listening to things that are inspiring you? Are you listening to a podcast that's inspiring you? Other other ideas is do you give and receive affection regularly? Here's one thing Michael and I do. We've been together for 40 years now. Wow, that blows my mind. It seems like just yesterday that I met him in a restaurant. He was the dish dishwasher and I was the bus girl and I just fell madly in love with him. I just thought he was the cutest in the world. Anyway, 40 years later, we are still waking up every morning and we give each other a hug as soon as we're up 
and we say, I love you. Now, if you don't have somebody like that, do you have an animal? Do you have somebody or something you can get your affection from? Do you feel understood and valued by those who are close to you? I'm not talking about having a lot of friends in your life or acquaintances. I'm talking about having one or two people on your in your inner circle that you can actually talk to and and go deep and share. Luckily for me, I've got my two daughters that I can really talk to very deeply and my mother who's 95 years young right now and is living independently and I I talk to her for about 20 minutes every day and I've got Michael who do you have that understands and values you the next is do you feel gratitude on a daily basis are you grateful you know I want things. I want more and more and more. I don't ever, ever stop wanting more. However, I've already got a lot. How about you? Do you have a warm home? Do you have clothes? Do you have food in your, in your refrigerator? Do you have a car? Do you have a job? Are you healthy? Do you have warm water to take a shower in? Those are all things you can be grateful for. And I know that there could be a lot more. One of the things I've decided to do is I write down at the beginning of the day. This is like at the beginning of the day. um, I write down 10 things that I'm grateful for. 10, 10 ways that God has blessed me already. And... One of the things that I write down is that I'm alive. I am so grateful to be alive. I mean, I could be dead right now, but I'm alive because my life matters and I'm here to do something amazing. And so are you. You're alive to do something unbelievably important. I don't know what that is for you. I don't know what your calling, what your mission, what your purpose is, but you're here to do something amazing and you're alive. So anyway, I just go ahead and write down 10 things that I, that I'm grateful for right off the top of the day so that I step into the day going, wow, this is amazing. Are you finding meaning in your life during difficult times? Oh man, that is so hard because when life is hard, it's like, oh my gosh, how long is this going to happen? go on for. Research has shown people who are successful always find the good during the tough times. Something good is going to happen. That's their philosophy. Something good is going to happen. I may feel, you may feel like you're at your breaking point. And I don't say this lightly because I have been at my breaking point on many occasions in my life. And I wish I would have had this practice in place. However, that's what age does. It brings you these these bits of wisdom. And I'm sharing it to you so that you don't suffer like I suffered. When 
something is really hard when you're at your breaking point. Know, say, believe, write down that something good is going to happen from this. You may not see it. You may not know what it's gonna, what's going to happen, but know that something good is going to happen. So your breaking point is your breakthrough point. I don't know how long that's going to take, but know that that's what successful people do. They see what good is going to happen out of this, and they're able to walk through it, through the struggle with that mindset. Are you taking interest and in finding joy in the world around you? And gosh, what I mean by that is when a baby smiles at you, do you just go, wow, look at that beautiful smile? Or when a child laughs or when a dog like comes running up to you and is just so happy wagging their tail, are you taking, are you looking, are you finding the joy in the world around you? Do you have hope that things will get better? If not, just jot it down. And if you do, fantastic, because it is impossible to live life without hope, without believing without knowing, without having the sure expectation that something good is going to happen. Are you able to express yourself creatively? Are you writing? Are you singing? Oh my gosh, there's so many ways to to express yourself creatively. Sewing, painting, on and on and on. You gotta be able to have ways that you're expressing your creativity. One of the ways I express my creativity is by writing down. Um, oh, I just, I love doing this. It's, it's difficult for me still, but just writing down um, <sighs> online courses or writing down um, live casts that we're going to be doing, just writing down my copy and, and fine tuning that so that I, I'm able to get points across to you, to help you, to inspire you, to grow you, to, to help you become your best. And this is a good one. Do you treat yourself with kindness? Do you take time to take care of yourself? Do you take time to go to the beauty parlor or go to the barber and get your hair done? Do you take time to exfoliate your skin? Hey, I'm just saying things that I did today that take time, you know, but I do it because it makes me feel good. Do you take time to put on your exfoliating mask? You know, that stuff takes time. Do you take time to exercise? Do you take time to treat yourself with kindness and not only doing things, but also how's your self-talk? Do you look at yourself in the mirror and say, wow, you are amazing. You're a champion. You're such a winner. You're so beautiful. You're so handsome. I encourage you to do that. Remember the next one. And that is remember to make your dreams and your goals a priority your dreams and your goals a priority. And one of the things that I coach people to do is every day you write down three big goals that you're going to accomplish. 
just three big goals because our bo- our brains cannot tolerate more than three. It just gets overwhelming. Just three big goals. Just three. And then knock them off. And then the next day, you have three big goals. Of course, the first big goal is your health. Okay? And then the other two are the other two goals that you put in there. Let's go into the third practice, and that is your professional life, work, and or career practice. Are you holding a work position in an area of your interest? And are you working in a position that matches your professional goals? If you are, fantastic. But if you're not, that's not going to make you feel good. And that's not going to make you feel like you're fulfilling your full potential. And so that's something you need to look at. How can you change that? How can you redirect your ship towards the area you want to go to? Remember, like I always say to everyone over and over and over again, you have a blank canvas in front of you. It's your life and you've got the paintbrush. How are you going to paint your canvas. Are you finding a sense of meaning and enjoyment in your work? Or is it just dread and gloom? Are you empathizing and connecting with your customers or your clients or your work colleagues? And by empathy, I mean, do you understand and share feelings with others? Or the opposite would be, Do you lack interest or concern in others? Do you not really care about other people? Do you just criticize other people? Do you just backstab them? Do you just gossip? That's not the best way to live your life. I'll tell you right now, that is no way to live your life. The key is to love people. And empathy is a wonderful way of loving people, understanding and sharing others' feelings. Not not look i'm not talking about solving other people's problems but understanding that space that they're in for instance right now during the pandemic our daughters are having a difficult time in in victoria um they're back down into lockdown 2.0 this is the second time they're in the lockdown and they're they're having a difficult time and Michael and I listen to them. We're not solving their problems, but we, we're just there in that space with them. That's empathy. We love them, and uh, they don't want us to solve their problems. They just want to be heard. And that's what most people want. They just want to be heard. And you know what? If they know that you're hearing them, that's all that matters. And here's another tip I've learned. People don't care what you say. They will always remember how you made them feel. That is so important. People will always remember how you made them feel. They will not always remember what you said. And are you having confidence in your ability to address challenges in your professional life? Or are you feeling overwhelmed all the time? Write it down. These are all areas that, you know, this is all about the four self-care practices. 
and we're building a foundation so that your house, your body, your mind, your health are in tip-top form. So you're able to go the whole way, go the whole journey. Let's see, are you feeling supported at work or in your professional life? Or are you feeling bullied? If you're feeling bullied, then something needs to be done. If you're feeling supported, fantastic. Do you have someone you can rely on if you need help or guidance? Think about that. Does somebody come to mind? Good. Do you have two or three people that you could ask for help? Great. Well, then that's a well-supported workplace. How about setting limits at work, whether it be with your clients or tasks? You set limits at work. I'll tell you, one of the limits (laughs) I had to set was with my one-on-one clients, I had to stop answering emails back and forth to them or receiving calls from them after five. My work hour is from nine to five, Monday through Friday. And if they sent me an email on the weekends, oh my gosh, it was so hard for me to pull back my little fingers from the dashboard and start emailing them back out of a sense of responsibility. But now I've learned, no, these are my limits. Because if not, then I feel I feel like I'm being taken advantage of. And you know what? It's not them. They don't know the guidelines, but I've got to set the guidelines. Are you setting limits at work with your clients or your tasks? Or are you feeling being taken advantage of? I have a, a close relative that is a nanny. And one day she was nannying and she was given instead of two kids, those two kids brought over some extra friends and the mother was like, oh, just take care of them too and, um, and uh, make dinner for them. And, you know, I won't be home until about 11 o'clock at night. So without the nan, without the, the woman asking the nanny if that was okay and without paying her extra money. So she didn't say anything. So the nanny felt taken advantage of. She learned from that experience, that she needs to set limits. You know, we all hit our limit. And most of the times it's because life happens and life pushes us to that limit and we start fuming. We realize, wow, this is upsetting me. Well, that's a good place to be because that's where you set your limits. Are you able to disengage and leave your pressures behind at the end of the day? So important. I have had many a nights in bed, tossing and turning, thinking about my clients. I, I've, I'm doing a lot better now, but that has taken work and I'm still working on it. And are you able to take a vacation or a holiday break to allow for some downtime? I always encourage at least a three-day getaway weekend every six to eight weeks. If you can afford it, that's wonderful. So those are, that was the third practice. Now let's go into the fourth and last practice of self-care. Your social life, your family life, and your relationships. Do you have a dependable person who who you can talk to and will listen to you without judging you and telling you what to do and bossing you around? 
That is so important. That, that goes into the empathy area. Do you have people that are just in that space with you? Brene Brown taught me about that. Oh, I forgot the name of the book, but she's just talking a lot about shame and how, you know, we feel like we're not good enough a lot of times. And sometimes we just need to have a friend or a dependable person that we can talk to that doesn't shame us out even more saying, oh, don't feel like that. Or if you're a Christian, uh, a friend that just quotes the Bible saying, well, you can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Ah, I used to hate that so much when I went through a really difficult time with my, with, uh, with anxiety and depression. And I thought I could talk to this friend and share. I thought because they were Christian, they would understand, but nope, she didn't get it. She just threw that little Bible verse without just, just listening to me. Oh, mm, that was so annoying. Anyway, you know, it's good to just know who's dependable and who's not. So she's no longer in my inner circle, but that's the key is, I don't mean to ramble, but just I'm sharing life stories, which is all I can do is just, this is what's happened to me. And I know how that feels. And I won't do that to somebody else. So make sure you got somebody that's dependable, that doesn't judge and just sits in the place with you. Doesn't try to turn on the lights and fix you. No, no, no. Just is walking through next to you. And I just want to let you know, I do have a very, very good friend that does that with me, that is there for me. And do you have supportive family and friend, friends close by that you can just call saying, I need to talk right now. If you do, fantastic. If you don't, write it down. Do you get enough social time with people who make you happy? Do you have friends that make you smile and laugh? Or do they make you upset? Make sure you are around the happy people. Because the happy people, we know that laughter is the best medicine. Do you participate in group activities and with people who share a common interest? like a dance class or a yoga class or an exercise class, or you know what I'm talking about. And do you spend time with those people that you have a close and loving and supportive relationship with? Please make sure you've got time for that because that feeds your heart and your heart needs to be loved and supported. A happy heart is a healthy heart. And do you have the ability to comfortably say, no, I'm not going to do that? That's a big one. And do you have something fun with your family and friends? Do you do something fun? Sorry, this is my list here. Do you do something fun with your family or friends at least once a week? Hey, that could even mean having a lovely meal once a week. Or that could mean having um, a Zoom session. If you're in the pandemic and you're in lockdown, having a Zoom session with your family members. For us, we've decided that we're going to have a Zoom session or a messenger session via video chat um, with my mother, who's 95 in Washington, D.C., my brother and sister, 
uh, who are in Washington and in Maryland, my two daughters who are in Australia, and Michael and I in New Zealand, at least every other week right now because of the time difference. It's kind of crazy, you know, where it's nine o'clock in the morning on one day, it's actually seven o'clock the day before in the evening in the next day. <laughs> it's crazy. So, but at least you know, you catch my drift. I'm already smiling about it because first of all, it's effort. But second of all, we will be laughing and having a good time. And do you feel like your personal life brings balance to your professional life? So important because if you're happy in your life, you'll bring that to work. And boy, I'll tell you, being sunshine, being the light in your workplace lifts other people. They want to be around you. Don't be like nasty perfume, you know, stinky, stinky perfume. Have a beautiful perfume to you where people are like, oh, yeah, you're here. And do you feel, this is the last one, do you feel comfortable asking for help when you need it? So, so important. I know how hard it is to ask for help, even as a doctor. But look, I'm just a doctor. I'm just a human being. I don't know everything. I've got to ask for help. And I ask for help regularly because I don't know everything. That's just the way it is. Okay, so that's the four self-care practices. The first was physical well-being. The second was your mental, emotional, spiritual well-being. The next was professional life, work, and career. And the last was your social life, your family, and your relationships. I encourage you to look at your list that needs attention to help you better care for yourself. Because the key is for you to become the CEO of your health. So look at what three goals you're going to write down for this month to work on. Just three goals. I know you may have a list of maybe 15, maybe 10 areas that you're like, oh man, I need to work on that. Okay, this is a project. This is not to be, you know, completed overnight. This will take work. But just remember the end point. What is the end point? The end point is for you to live a long and healthy life, not a short and unhealthy life. For you to enjoy this journey of life, even though it's got its ups and its deep downs, it's to enjoy this journey. So in closing, what three goals are you going to write down for this month to work on for your self-care? And then next month, work on the other three. You catch my drift? Do you get me? All right. Well, that's a wrap. And until next time, stay strong. And above all, never give up. God bless. Bye-bye.